Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Nine and a half minutes past the hour. Let's get to Paul Christopher, head of global market strategy at Wells Fargo Investment Institute. Paul, so we just detailed there the Microsoft, Alphabet, and Texas Instruments uh, earnings, and they're all down pretty heavily after the bill. In your view, how strongly does that change the perception that the earnings have actually been uh, not as bad as feared? Well, the the bar was pretty low in the first place, right? Everybody's been expecting earnings to at some point <laughs> Uh, fall off the table as the economy rolls over and the dollar's strength has really been a has a strong headwind for tech but but overall we'd have to say in the early going it looks like earnings have beaten that lower bar and that's part of the reason why we've seen that that rally here recently not sure how long that rally lasts but uh, nice to see earnings coming in strong at least at first but surely at the end of the day because it's all been about what they've been saying looking to the future and what have they been saying yeah, what they've been saying is that uh, you're going to start to see earnings come off. You're going to start to see, even before the earnings themselves, guidance will start to turn lower as we head further and further into 2023. We do expect a recession here in the first half of the year. So we are in that camp as well. So is this the type of environment where you hunker down here? And what do you do to do so? You know, we've been talking since February about quality, and we still think their quality sectors out there. We like energy. It generates a lot of cash. One of the few sectors in the S&P that has generated net positive cash flow this year. Healthcare, we think, is one that's got good organic growth prospects for the future. And we also like tech here. Uh, Yeah, there's been a lot of selling. You could say a lot of bloodshed, but we still think it's a quality sector going forward. One that as the dollar comes off next year, we think you'll start to see a strong rebound there. If the market's going to rebound, it's going to have to have tech behind it. So we like those three areas. Quality would be, we think, the way to go. Not so much hunkering down as as far as defensives. Tell me something here, uh, Paul. Does the uh, uh, Treasury market worry you? And uh, does liquidity uh, worry you as well? And I I ask this question uh, simply as we had uh, Janet Yellen saying that, uh, admitting to the public, she's worried about a loss of adequate liquidity. In fact, on the 14th of the month, uh, her staff went out and asked the TBAC, the Treasury Bond Auction Committee, if they should start buying less liquid treasuries to prevent them freezing up. And recently, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, Raghavam Rajan and uh, Viral Acharya said that QT, and this is Im- immense diplomacy, is not likely to be an entirely benign process. Yeah, that's right. Uh, liquidity is an issue all around the world uh, and in the United States here as well. 
we would be much more worried about liquidity if we thought inflation was going to continue to rise. That would that would tend to leave uh, uh, lots of upward room for bond yields to rise further and lots more selling. That would do, decrease liquidity. We'd also be worried if the dollar strengthens a lot more and forces international uh, central banks uh, to uh, to sort of uh, sell their currencies to buy dollars, uh, and that might end up reducing their reserves of treasuries as well. So more selling there. But I think I think both of those trends might be coming near to their peaks. Not quite there yet. But we'll have to see. That especially the action in the Treasury market today was encouraging. That, that we, you know, as the economic data rolls over, you might start to see some bid for Treasuries. That will put some money back into that market. Maybe liquidity starts to, to to turn more to the positive. It would seem kind of awkward having the Treasury buy back Treasuries. I mean, the U.S. Treasury Department buy back Treasuries uh, to improve liquidity. W- would it be simpler if the Fed were to just slow down QT? They could do that. Uh, what we've seen from the Fed, though, especially since August, is a real commitment to to breaking inflation. We'd need to see more of a of a peak, more evidence of a peak in services inflation up upcoming the next month or two for the Fed to start to feel more comfortable doing something like that. And uh, Paul, well, let's have a look at uh, what we have coming out on the twenty seventh, uh, i.e., uh, day after tomorrow, your time, uh, GDP. Uh, how important is going to be? What are you looking out for? And uh, if you go into a deep dive in the data, what will you try to find out? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like in first place for, for investors, this is all very stale, very old data. Uh, so we're looking at third quarter somewhere in the twos uh, for, for growth in the U.S. Uh, not a big surprise there. It was a pretty strong quarter, actually. A lot of activity, especially in services. What's more important is how quickly that activity slows down here in the fourth quarter. We think the recession actually begins uh, in the fourth quarter, goes into the middle part of next year. So what will be interesting to see is how much weakness you see in things like real retail sales, real final sales uh, in the third quarter. How strong were those really after you account for inflation? Yeah, the housing data was weak. And uh, I think when you get into that market, you can really see that the higher rates are are definitely playing a very big role. Mm-hmm. Um, time constraints here, so uh, we won't go further on that. I wanted to ask you about China. We did have SockGen strategists out saying that China deserves a higher risk premium now. The essential point being that a lot more focus is being put on national security. Is China down enough for you to be interested? And what, what are your thoughts there? Not quite down enough yet. Uh, we think they do avoid recession, uh, but the, uh, we'll really need to see more from the economic conference that, that takes place in December. How much are they going to do to take zero COVID policies off the table? What are they going to do for the property market here to get that restarted and protect those debtors, the developing companies, development companies? A uh, little too soon to tell on China. But tell me something, Paul. I mean, you know, after that speech by Xi Jinping and, uh, you know, his pronouncements uh, before, China's certainly turning inward, even though they say that they need they have a need to open up. Uh, I mean, is it investable anymore? Uh, that's going to be difficult. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that's always been true of China throughout here is, is that when they need foreign capital, when they need foreign technology in particular for a particular reason, development reason, then they let that capital in. And I think you're going to see more need for China to end up having to import by Western expertise in healthcare, in agriculture, and pollution abatement and control, and I think there's going to be room for multinationals to take that take that role and for U.S. Paul, investors. thank you, Paul Christopher, the head of global market strategy at the Wells Fargo Investment Institute. 
You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.